and welcome to episode 187 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you are joined today by my fellow gamers, James. Hello. And making his long-awaited return, Stephen. Hello, it's me. I'm back. Hi. How are you doing, Stephen? What have you been up to in the last few weeks that you've uh, been escaping us? Um, gosh, I've been, I don't know, working. I went on a, a little holiday, visited. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went, went back to Perth. Oh, and, and I went there kind of as a tourist rather than, I don't know, I went and did all the interesting tourist stuff and that I'd never really did because I, I lived there for like 27 years, but never really did any of that stuff. So it was good fun. Went to yeah. Rot Nest, saw some quokkas. Lovely. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing you do at Rot Nest, is it? Yes. They okay. are small, like, uh, marsupials, like I'm, tiny I'm little wallabies. And they, just, <laughs> they just, like, they're... So, it's like an island where they don't have any natural predators, so they just have no fear whatsoever. Right. Like, most okay. animals, you think you walk up to them and they're like, run away. But these ones just do not give a shit. They're just like, hello, I'll just eat next to you. It's all good. <laughs> That reminds me a little bit of Raymond Island out here in Victoria. I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but I think it was like back in the 50s. They were getting concerned about um, the dwindling population of koalas. So they just took a whole bunch of them over to this island. I just dumped them there. Like, all right, we're just going to like keep them safe here. And they bred like no tomorrow. These are it was just like, super concentrated. Uh, yeah. So you can go there now and just like you'll walk around for like half an hour and you'll see a dozen koalas like they're just everywhere drop bear um, central yeah dro- massive drop bear central um koalas make weird noises man i never really appreciate that james did you uh <laughs> did you pre-order any of the funky new playstation 4 jaw shocks this week no i didn't no did but none of the colors took your fancy i'm not one to buy extra colors unless i really need a new controller so okay or their joy cons and i'm pretty happy oh. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Caught um, out. Yeah. Um, well, they're different. Nah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm trying to save money this year. Remember, Ewan? I've got like That's good. two That's big wise. collector's editions on the horizon that I probably don't need. Um, <laughs> so I have to be a bit Are more. they both for the same game? Like Resident no. Evil? <laughs> 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 uh, Doom and Death Stranding. The well, two I'm- days. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that makes sense. That's fair enough. Um, I'm a bit more frivolous with my money, so you know that I pre-ordered one of those purple ones. It looks so good. James, what are you fancy talking about this week? Well, um, I was just having a discussion with Shannon the other day, or today, uh-huh. um, about what things that I really would have thought would have happened by now in games that haven't. Yeah. Um, and, like... I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Um, hmm. But my my main one is I'm really surprised, and it's really simple. I'm really surprised that EA has not put The Sims on the Switch yet. Oh my oh, God, yeah. I was literally thinking That's... this this weekend. Like, yeah. I, I tried to play it on PC and Origin was just too annoying. And I was like, why can't I play this on my Switch? This would be so good. You're so right about that. It's like a franchise, I think, that would have like gotten that Animal Crossing money before Animal Crossing came out. Mm. Um and yeah, I, I I was just really shocked that we haven't really had one. And I don't think we're going to get The Sims on Switch before the end of this gen. Yeah. Um, You're so right. That's some, You've just kind of blown my mind. Like, that is yeah, so like such a sensible thing to do. Like, why have they not done it? Look, yeah. I wonder if it's got to do with, like, 
I feel like most of the Sims at the moment is focused probably on like Sims Mobile where they can continue to just make ongoing money from in-app purchases where mm-hmm. like they obviously had expansions and stuff with the old ones, but I feel like the the ceiling on how much money you can funnel from people is a lot higher in mobile Sims and maybe they're just not bothered with maybe. The regular Sims anymore. Like Yeah, you have been a bit funny with the Switch as well, haven't they? Like, yeah, that's true. Kind of been on and off it again. Like I, th- I can only really think of FIFA kind of coming to it, but I'm racking my brain to think of other EA games that I've come across. I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Pretty crazy. Um, to answer your question, James, things that I thought would have happened this generation that's not really happened all that much, um, I think thought VR was going to be more of a thing than it has, I think. Um, but I don't know. That's kind of something I've kind of come and gone on. I think, like, um, at, at the start of the generation, like, it was getting really kind of talked about and hyped up, and it sounded all real exciting. But then when, like, kind of six months into the PSVR coming out, I was like, oh, maybe this is going to kind of drop off more. And I think it kind of has. But, like, I don't think we've we've seen it really kind of pick up as much momentum this uh, this generation as I thought it was going to. Um, I'm not even kind of confident it's going to pick up next generation. I don't really know where sort of VR ads. It's still kind of like a niche kind of very sort of much in its early adopter sort of phase. Um, the other thing as well is digital games. I'm still surprised. Uh, maybe this is just me and my experience, but I'm surprised like people aren't all in on digital yet and that physical games still sell as much as they do. But maybe you're literally just like Stephen and I. <laughs> you're totally like up. pulling the the discussions I've been having over this weekend. I talked about the Sims. I talked about digital games. Have you just been like listening to me? What's going on? <laughs> but like, you out. I feel like with the digital stuff, like I'm, I don't know. I've been most I'm buying a lot of digital stuff, but kind of a fifty fifty split, I guess. But uh-huh. I don't know, like. Microsoft had a partially good idea when they announced the Xbox One. Like, if if I could buy a game digitally and then say, I won't be able to play this for a week or a month and I will lend it to someone else. So, like, in the same way that you lend a physical disc, like, I don't have access to it anymore. Someone else does without having to pay for it and they give it back at a certain amount of time later. Yeah. That would mean... I feel like that's the thing that stops a lot of people buying digital is especially when Mm. they're priced similarly, you can do less with it. You can't trade it back in. You can't sell it. You can't lend it. It's just like, it's more convenient, especially on something like the Switch. I've got like evergreen games digitally, like that I'm never going to trade in later on. But I think price is still a major factor for me. Like it's often cheapest for me to like to buy the game from a store like we get some crazy kind of launch day deals you can always see them in our bargain guides that we publish over at pressstart.com.au um but uh yeah like it's often the case that you can just go to the store and pick it up cheaper than you can online um and why wouldn't you do that unless you're like really concerned about the convenience of just having it pre-installed which i can understand from the switch is particularly useful but it's really not that much a hassle for me to get up out of my chair stretch my legs for a bit and insert a (laughs) disc into the playstation when i spoke want to swap games yeah Um, for me it's like if it's a game that like i I guess a campaign game for want of a better word if it's something that i'm going to play for a block of time you know a month a week however long it ends up being and then just kind of be finished with it then i'm 100 percent happy to put that on a a physical Mm. thing because i don't need that always available but something like animal crossing smash uh, fighting games stuff like that so i kind of lean to getting those digitally so that i can 
don't know, jump around and not have to get up because I'm fat and lazy. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I guess it surprises me just because um, in the time that like the PS4 and Xbox One generation has been out, um, I've really kind of scaled back. I've, I don't think I've bought any Blu-rays or like DVDs in the last few years. Um, I still buy music physically, but not at the same rate that I used to. Uh, Spotify has really kind of dominated my music consumption. Um, but when it comes to games, I'm still very much all in and buying it digitally. And I guess I assumed that was going to change. Um, I think it depends, like, <clears throat> like with as an example, um, I've, I've got Game Pass Ultimate now, um, yeah. which is a pretty good deal. It's like, it's very, oh, it's such like, a good it's deal. ridiculous almost, like, I worry how sustainable it is, but that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you know, this year I'll have, like, say, as an example, like, Blair Witch, Gears of War 4, The Outer Worlds, um, for three games that I would normally have bought on disc. Are they all I, coming to Game Pass? And they're all on Game Pass at I launch. I knew Gears of War was. I didn't know Blair and Outer Worlds were. Yeah. That's um, rad. Which is, like, nuts when you think about it. Um, and yeah. And if that was the case, say, for all first party from all publishers, I probably wouldn't buy physical. Mm. Um, but then if you buy a game that's a disc game and you finish it and you don't have really a need to play it again, like... Yeah. I feel like the... So, like, you... Let's just, as an example, like you price match it, finish it, then trade it in towards another game, which you probably also price match. Like mm. that doesn't really, that game doesn't really cost you that much to have no. bought and played yeah, when you think of point. it that way. Yeah. Um, Whereas you digital, you're restricted to do any of that in buying digital, obviously. Yeah. Like they're also, although digital like lights into the 360 gen, Steve might remember, but I bought a lot of games mm-hmm, digital mm-hmm. just to own them digital. Mm. Rather than disc, because I just couldn't be bothered getting up anymore. <laughs> I did that yeah. so often, and I feel so like that bought- paid off a little bit with all the backwards compatibility stuff on Xbox One. It's like it came with you, which is nice. Yeah, but and it's that's less convenient. Like, into Scarlet now as well, which is probably another incentive. I mean, mm. we don't know how discs will work. I'm sure they will as well. Mm. Um, but then to quickly go back to VR, you and like I think it's at four million units now. Um, which is which, a, that's, which, is which that compared, PSVR? Yeah, yeah, which okay. compared to PS4, which I think is at least 100 million. 100 mil, that's what, yeah. like 4%? Yeah. Um, which doesn't sound like much, but then... But I, I don't know. It's like more tiny. than I expected it was going to be, actually, if I'm honest. I think, but, uh, I don't know, with, with VR, I feel like there's two issues with it that, like, it's... Firstly, it's kind of annoying to set up, like especially with mm. the first gen. If you have an HDR TV, there was that Ugh, whole yes. annoying like, garbage. I'm the, yeah, yeah, literally me. Like, yes, I can't be bothered every time. And I'm not buying thing. a new one just to no. not have to plug it in. But also, I wish I didn't have to <laughs> unplug it all the time. <laughs> yeah. But like the other part is, you either have all the, I guess, interesting experimental stuff happens on PC, where you kind of need, you know, a thousand dollar plus. VR headset on top of your multiple thousand dollar PC on top of like a room scale setup. It's just so much of a high price to entry. And yeah. where you have the lower price to entry on PSVR, because it's a more controlled platform, you don't really get that experimental stuff. And if you do, it's like, I don't know, a good six months to a year after it was, you know, in the in the zeitgeist for want of a better word. It's just not as yeah. interesting when it's not new and experimental as it comes out. Mm. The problem for me I with think- VR has just been the space. I don't really have mm. the the room in yeah. my setup to to make the most of something like Beat Saber or something like that. Um, my- as much as I'd love to, <laughs> this kind of ties into like 
what we were talking with before. My other thing with VR is you don't want to buy... Uh, there's a lot of really cool experiences I've seen online, like I saw yet this morning, and I actually bought it. <laughs> um, the Exorcist uh, for VR. Like oh, the oh yeah. God. The, it's the like experience thing? The Legion, no? it's called, or something. Okay, all right. No worries. Yeah. Um, and it looks really good, and I don't know if it's good or not, but whatever. But, like, if I bought a disc, and this is a very unique problem, I guess, but if I bought a disc, I could return that if I hated it. Mm. But then with a lot of VR, like, I don't really want to take the dive because there is a lot of shit on the store as well. Yes, even um, the controlled PSN store has a lot of trash on there. Yeah, mm. for, v- for VR especially. Um, yes. And I think there has to be, maybe, I don't, then I don't know what they can do. Can they say to a developer, no, your game's too shit, we're not putting it up? Like, I... I feel yeah. like they used to do that, but now they don't because then people are like, oh, you're not being fair to developers. It's sort of a really difficult line to walk. Yeah, because um, I would probably play my VR a lot more if I had some kind of trial thing for the games. But then the games are so short, I understand why they might not want to do that either. Um, yeah. yeah. But my big thing is definitely because I've got a Gen 1, um, the having to like disconnect it, reconnect it, because I'm really like full on the train now with HDR, like... I love when a game has it. Um, mm. And it's just annoying. Like, I th- if Sony yeah. had done it the right the first time, that would have been nice. Mm. Um, it was like, and like wrong, Steve wrong said, time. There's no point in me buying V2 now, like, because there's probably going to be a better one. I mm. mean, I kn- they've said it's compatible with PS5, but who says there's not going to be still a V3 or something? Mm. Yeah. Um, I with VR, like, I did think, like, the Oculus Quest would be, like, a step in the right direction. Um, same kind of price kind of as PSVR um, but much less barriers to entry but that has not really taken off as much as I thought it would yeah it's interesting those super like super cheap ones like the Google Cardboard is like the cheapest it could possibly be but I guess the cheaper you get the less good it can be but you need to have it to be you know attached to a ridiculously expensive system if you want it to be the best one and no one's really found that good middle ground yet no yeah Hopefully, we keep making improvements there. Um, James, just quickly, what do you think is going to define next generation? Let's get your prediction in early. Oh, mate, I don't know. Um, I don't think... <laughs> do, do you I think, think game streaming is going to be the thing? I think it's going to be very gimmick-less. <laughs> like, it's going to okay. be... It's going to be, like, a console... Like, back to basics, but... but yeah. Like, it's better performance... Um, I better. think the days of like this is an entertainment box are behind us. The like they are gaming machines and let's not yeah. Else. Um, and I think the 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 big thing will be like the idea of like a platform, not mm. a console. Which I think mm. Xbox is probably a, in a better position to do. But I'm yeah. sure Sony's got something up up their sleeve in that way. Yeah. Um, but I and think if they with don't, Ex- they're frantically working on it. Yeah, like with Xbox um, and Stadia, if that takes off, like I think Sony will probably want to have something like that as well. 100%. Yeah, I think you're really right about like Xbox being in a good position for next gen. Like anything service-wise, Microsoft is usually pretty good at. I find mm. Sony seem to put out a, a console and it'll get minor, tiny improvements and features as you go, but by and large, the experience will remain much the same, whereas Microsoft is a lot more willing to completely throw out an old interface in, uh, in exchange for a new one or, you know, say, hey, we're late in the generation. Here's Game Pass that changes the way you, like, interact with purchasing games, basically. And Sony don't really do that. They, they've kind of... I think you can download games on that uh, PlayStation Now or whatever. It's kind of like a weird, like, dodgy kind of version of Game Pass, but... 
I think they you know, screwed that up too much by having it streaming only before anyone could stream it that no one really cares mm. about PlayStation now. Yeah, I think, as like, far as it doesn't really work out quite... I think with Xbox, though, like, they only have done so well because they kind of floundered so badly in mm. the first three or so years um, before, like, mm. say, Phil Spencer took over. Um, but I think, like you said, there's a lot of, like, I guess, in quotation marks, like, goodwill earned back with all what they've done. Um, mm. Yeah, for and sure. I'm interested to see where that goes. Even, like, on Switch, like... I know, like, just the the things like Banjo being in Smash Bros and Cuphead and there's a few more announcements like happening tonight at Gamescom, apparently. Yeah, um, like, even being able to play Xbox on your Switch, potentially through streaming, would be kind of nuts. Um, but th- I think that's what they want. I think they want everyone playing Xbox and they don't care how or where you do it. Yeah, like, mm. Xbox will cease to be a box. It will be a service that you play on whatever box like, you want. <laughs> X Cloud, which yeah. I think is what it's called. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stephen, what are you fancy talking about this episode? Gosh, um, let's see. Well, uh, this is going to be... S- for, did you have an idea for like what you thought would have been done, though, Steve? Oh, yeah, that too. Um, oh, yeah. Well, mine's we is a lot less, uh, lot, not yeah. less, lot less massive compared to yours, but I would have thought EA would have done a whole lot more remasters this gen. They used to be all about them and re-releasing stuff, and now... I don't know. I can't play any like Mirror's Edge Where's or Skate. God damn it! Yeah, well, Skate. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just thinking all the really good RPGs they did last last gen, like uh, horror games, Dead, Dead Space. I'd love to be able to play them. I mean, I can play them on uh, backwards compatibility on the Xbox. So I guess that's maybe why they're it's not. not the same. It's mm. not the same, right? I want I want a new way to play the Mass Effect trilogy. It would be so good, but a new batch whatever. of trophies it's not to happening. Earn. Yes, yeah, exactly. I feel like that's been rumoured, like, yeah, right since the get-go. You're like, right, I thought is, it would happen before Andromeda, and then it didn't, and now it still hasn't, and I'm like, I don't think they're going to bother. don't think it's happening. Mm, no. Um, it seems like easy money, but I guess it's not as yeah, easy right? as, like, FIFA Ultimate Team Packs. <laughs> yeah, true. Pretty that's, probably, <laughs> that's probably very with, true. Uh, do with a reminder about the good old days of Bioware as well, let's be real. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh, that would have been a good topic to talk about, but not. Mm, okay, moving on. Oh, well, for the future, <laughs> put it put it on the shelf. <laughs> uh, okay, Stephen, now it's time for your topic. What did you want to yeah, talk about? Yeah, um, my topic was that you can now play Doom and Doom 2 without the weird, annoying Bethesda uh, login, which is kind of nice. They seem to be uh, responsive to customer feedback which is nice it's right yeah because uh, the uh the remake so that you had to you had to like log like create a bethesda net or log into your bethesda net account yeah right, like it was only a one-off problem just like it once... was in the good old days yeah it it's like on one hand it's not a massive deal like you log in once and you never have to bother with it again but apparently they never intended for it to be mandatory and that was all a big mistake and i don't know it just seems so weird how a game from so long ago could be made worse like as well as that there's you know issues with like the sound not being accurate because i believe they redeveloped the entire thing instead of porting the original code they like have rebuilt the game in unity or something to that effect to make it more like easy to port for future platforms or something but Uh in doing so they've kind of messed up the music so it runs at a slower speed and everyone's really up in arms about that Apparently, yeah, it seems like they're, you know, being responsive and fixing things. So, I don't know. One day I might buy Doom on my Switch. I'm surprised that it took so long for them to patch out that, like, the 
the mandatory sign-up. That seems like it would be something that'd be easier to fix, but I'd, I'm think not a game developer. I don't know. If it was a mistake and unintentional, you'd think it would be easier. Yeah, you'd but... thought it's just like, oh, we accidentally forgot to turn it off. Like, just yeah. the off button. <laughs> like, if, if you were <laughs> intended for it to be mandatory, then you probably wouldn't put in the hooks to turn it off easily. And that sounds like what's happened, but who yeah. knows? I, I'm not a Bethesda developer. I can't speak for yeah. them, I guess. I'm glad that they're sticking around to support these, though, and they've not just kind of, like, thrown them out and, you know, here they, here they go. Like, it's kind of just a marketing push for Doom Eternal. Yeah, I'm glad totally. That they're, they're putting a bit of uh, a bit of care into it going forward. That's that's cool. And I like have that you, they're reasonably priced, too. I, I do want to get and actually finally finish Doom 3 at some point because I played it heaps on, like, the original Xbox version but never finished it. So, I don't know yeah. if one day I'll find the time. <laughs> Yeah, they're on the Switch now as well, aren't they? Yes, yeah, and apparently the Switch version of 3 is quite good too. Like, it's good on all the platforms, but it's, I don't know, just really cool to have this game that used to bring PCs to its knees is now on, like, a big mobile phone with buttons. It's kind of amazing. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. James, have you played these Doom remasters at all? No, I haven't. Um, I've looked at them a few times, um, <laughs> but at the time I bought Resident Evil instead. Played that again, <laughs> <Yeah>. but um, <laughs> it's next on my list. They're so cheap; it's like fifteen dollars yeah. for Doom Three. Se- I think seven dollars fifty for each of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that on the Switch store, and I was kind of taken aback. That's really reasonable. Yeah, um, and Doom Three includes the expansion pack and the Lost Levels expansion they released like a few years ago as well. So it's mm. very full. Um, right. I haven't actually tried them though, so I can't really comment on them. Mm. Um, in terms of the Bethesda Net thing, um, I was always like, just log in and then t- like, don't worry about it because you can do that. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand. It, it was but I understand to- why people got upset as well. Um, but like, then I also think like, just why it's Hutchet, just like put it on the thing and leave yes, it at that exactly. Um, but then also like. It's a nice little thing because they've got the Doom Slayer Club. I don't know if you guys are aware. Yeah, that that's, that's why I know a little about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just like I'm glad they fixed it, and Do I you know- didn't think they would because when I saw the price of these ports, I was like, oh, this is a really quick, quick and dirty rush job. But um, no, it's not apparently. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people were quite vocal about it as well, and like mm. like you, one of you said just before, like it's should really just be the same experience as it was all those years ago. Like, they shouldn't be any of that extra shit unless you want to go looking for it, which is what they're doing. Yes. Um, and they've even said they're doing another update on top that will remove everything. Like, it'll be it'll be less visible unless you go looking for it, which I think is probably the best way to go about it. Yes, mm. yeah. Um, so, instead of just being able to skip it, you just, yeah, you have to look for it if, and that sounds like a much better way to do which it. Which is really what all of that account linkage shit should be, I think. Yeah. Um, in any yeah. game. Um. Because you know when you boot up an EA game and it just shoves all this, like, the EULA down your throat and, like, yes. everything else and it's, like, mm. sign into your EA account and then you can't or you I feel like Ubisoft do the same thing too. There's, like, that... No, they're fine. Oh, they... <laughs> okay, My okay. favourite. Leave them My alone. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, um... I think they... I don't know. I, I haven't noticed that as much, but, um... I feel yeah, like I their know. weird account thing is more useful because you get, I don't know, cool wallpapers cool when like, you do stuff in Splinter Cell. Yeah, like, yeah, like a cool Sam Fisher hat <laughs> yes. for your, <laughs> for for your, your Assassin's Creed, man. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, um, I would like to buy them soon. I might yeah. actually. I've seen Doom. Doom is still at the top of the charts on the eShop on Switch, which is quite cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. What a world nice to see, like in. a real 
a real game and not like junk shovelware up the top because it's cheap. In yeah, the past so. week, I played a bit of Strafe. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it at all, um, but it's like a procedurally generated uh, first-person shooter, I guess. It's like inspired yeah. by kind of 90s FPS games. Um, it's very much got like a, like a, a Doom aesthetic. Um, it's worth uh, worth picking up if uh, you're into those kind of, yeah, those early... Uh, What's it on? PS4? Uh, I think it's on PS4. I was playing on PC. Um, I think you can pick up a copy for like 15 bucks on Steam, but I don't know what it is on the PS4. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're enjoying the Doom remakes and fancy or more like it, maybe uh, maybe check out Strafe. Uh, as for myself this week, I'm keen to talk about some Need for Speed. James, you surprised us with your car facts <laughs> yes. this week. <laughs> Did I? Where? We yeah, were reading your article about the game and you've just like name dropped all these cars that I've like not heard of. And I was like, is James a secret car guy or what? No, I'm not. Someone helped. Someone's secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody not associated with Press Start. Um, I, I recognized um, like one car and I was like, ooh. And I feel I like, like I'd <laughs> recognize the Mitsubishi because I like drive a similar car, but the rest I'd be like, no, nah, I, I was know. like, oh, I have a Camry. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new Camry. <laughs> uh, Stephen, we were talking a bit before the show about the uh, about the trailer. What were your your thoughts on it? Are you excited for Need for Speed Heat? I believe it's called. Yeah, I'm. I want it to be good. I've just kind of fallen off Need for Speed a bit. It used to be something I would be so like humongously into back in the, I guess like PS1, PS2, GameCube sort of era, and they mm-hmm. sort of fell off the radar. Oh, there was Hot Pursuit on like the PS3, Xbox 360 as well, and that was pretty good. But like I don't know, after that, for whatever reason, it's just fallen off my radar entirely. I, what, yeah. was, what was the last one you both of you played? Uh, I think it was was it Payback. I think so I played was like a bit the of the latest one. Yeah, is that the latest one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I my last one would have been Hot Pursuit. I don't think I played any of the ones after that. I mean, like I the new Hot the Pursuit, Hot not like OG one, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've played so many New Speed games over the years. Um, I stand by one of my favorite games of all time being New Speed Hot Pursuit Two on the PS2. I played. I've told the story countless times, but played so much of that game that my brother and I burnt the uh, poor screen onto the pixels of our TV. Incredible! Um, <laughs> Your parents yeah. must have thought you were just lovely. Oh, yeah, we would just get to five stars, just race around all day, avoiding the police. And then we're like, "Well, it was a lot of effort to get to five stars. Let's just leave it paused whilst we go <laughs> off and go to the zoo or whatever we were doing as kids." And, you know, you uh, can turn off the TV when it's paused. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we weren't that smart either. Um <laughs> and yeah, we just destroyed our TV. Um but like I played tons of Need Speed Carbon and Underground. Um I even yeah, played Underground like, Pro Street and like yeah, I played heaps over the time. Um under I mean, this one kinda looks like it's got elements of carbon and underground and like even a bit of Pro Street I noticed as well. Um they kind of like kind of street racing meets kind of track racing kind of vibe. I got um, a little bit excited based on the name and how they've sort of stylized the the yeah. like logo that it might be, I don't know, Vice City, Miami Vice, that kind of yeah. aesthetic. But then I look mm. at the cars and they all look very modern. So I don't know. Who knows what's going on there? Yeah. It, like it, Battlefield I think the aesthetic, but <laughs> the need for speed. I can't wait. The aesthetic really pops, like, in the, the start when it's, like, all at night. And then it comes, like, into the daylight. I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't look as cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Wasn't, I just, like, I just underground really want... was all at night. And I feel like that yeah. know, led to a really cool look and to so it And so was Carbon. Time. It was just, like, because it was the whole, like, underground, like, street racing circuit. Like, none of that took place in the day because there was tons of traffic yeah, on the roads. Yeah, like, but that's not the point. It kind of felt like, like, yeah, that was it. You have, like, I, yeah, I, you, like, be nice during the day and then... 
be mean at night in the underground <laughs> illegal street races yeah. and the cops yeah. can beat you up and sh- well I don't know if they beat you up but you know what I mean like <laughs> more aggressive at night <laughs> yeah I think uh, I think that was the, the point of those games for sure and hopefully it's the kind of point for this one like maybe like all the underground kind of illegal stuff takes place at night and then like it's the the track stuff is during the day maybe they kind of separate it out like that that would make sense um but i i like the inclusion of uh, police in there hopefully that kind of brings in some elements of uh, hot pursuit in there as well but i just in the lieu of like burnout being dead and buried i just want good need for speed games and it's mm. real frustrating Thank yeah, God totally. Forza exists is all I can say. EA, um, <clears throat> EA are like one of the most frustrating publishers for me. Like, um, like no Sims on Switch, no Skate. No Sims on the... Yeah. Um, no, um, like, I, I feel like every single time there's an Need for Speed announcement, people are like, why isn't it just Underground 3? Like, why can't they just make that? Like, mm. do that. But I don't know why... They just keep insisting on trying new things, <laughs> which I know sounds like really bad, but like, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what I mean though? But I just feel like the series they've like tried to reboot it, and then I I didn't even know this, but I found out Payback has like randomized like loot drops for like your customizations and stuff, and that oh, just yeah, like heard about that. makes yeah. me violent. Like that is awful. Yeah, so that was glad. a big problem with uh, with Payback. Surprise mechanics, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Payback like um, had a lot of promise. I played it. I played it for a preview, and I was like, "This sounds really cool." Like, I sat there with one of the game's producers, and we were talking. He he, he used to work for Citroen, and so like I you know, worked on Burnout Paradise, and I was telling, I was professing my love for Burnout Paradise, and that was amazing. Like, it was such a good moment. And he was saying, "Yeah, like a lot of that time that we that we a lot of the kind of gameplay that we we." we created for burnout paradise has kind of informed what we're doing with this game um but we've kind of like added a story on the top but they had like barns to find kind of cars that you could you know build up like you can in the forza horizon series as well i was like this this sounds good on paper but then just like in in practice it just didn't quite pan out and yeah the customization options all being like burrowed behind those uh those spin wheels and stuff was real frustrating mm. um yeah, hopefully heat is good. James, it's time for what the wiki. A reminder that what the wiki is the Starcast game show that we've not played in a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where last week's winner, who was James? Well, I say last week's. It was a few weeks ago. Uh, reads the description for an unknown video game, and we the others must try and guess the correct game. The first of two wins, and you only guess. You only get one guess per paragraph. Um, we haven't played since episode 182. Um, the week's players were James and myself. Uh, twice in two weeks, I was close to taking the second point of the season, but James pit me when uh, it came down to the wire. Uh, so that means that he extended his lead out to seven points. Uh, Brody and Steven are trailing behind on four, and then <laughs> myself and Shannon just like pretty dead or buried at this stage at one point each. You're um, on the board. But who knows? Who knows? There's enough weeks in the year. If I just get like a crazy, well, I need to halve it, don't I? Is enough yeah, weeks in the year. That's the hardest part. Like, <coughs> if you, you win, you don't three get the people chance. on as well. Like, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's been our struggle, James. All right, take it away, James. What have you got for us this week? Okay, there is a theme tying all three of these games together, and we'll guess oh. it at the end just for fun. Right. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so um, the game is. Oh wait, are you guys ready? Oh yeah, yes, ready. I am ready. ready. I need. I need to be certified, you know. <laughs> you are certified. Um, oh, yeah. Certified WTW. 
rules. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the game is an action-adventure video game played from a third-person perspective. My jam. Players fa- yeah, it is. <laughs> Players face a variety of enemies, including security guards, strikers who are equipped with specially designed suits, and juggernauts, heavily armoured enemies equipped with very strong firearms. Um, different enemies have different behaviours, and the game requires players to deploy different tactics and strategies in order to defeat them. It could be anything at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's names. I feel like I should know those names. Strikers and Juggernauts. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Um, I started vague on purpose. The gameplay splits into five acts. After playing through an act of the game as one character, players control another character for a pivotal concurrent decision that impacts the plot before an episode of the digital show will play. In the oh, game, Ewan. Yes, is it, Ewan. is it Quantum Break? It is Quantum Break. Dang yes. it! Well done. <laughs> oh. I knew it sounded it's, familiar. I I'm so proud of the you. name of it. But when you said episodes, I'm like, oh, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Okay. Oh, I haven't thought about Quantum Break in a long time. Yeah, I don't think it was all right, though. the buying public <laughs> yeah. didn't either. Unfortunately, great game though. Um, yeah. So, um, next game. Are you guys ready? Ready. Ewan 1, Stephen (laughs) 0. This is going to be good. The game was (laughs) an action role-playing video game played in a third-person perspective in which players assumed control of Drew as he progressed through the world of Draconis. Players are accompanied by a dragon called Thubin, who who will assist Drew throughout the game. Drew and Thubin are bonded together, and Thubin... Why does it say his name so much? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Will cause Drew, his death will cause Drew to die as well, or vice versa. The dragon is controlled by artificial intelligence, but players can give commands to the dragon when performing attacks. Drew can also enter dragon link mode, which will allow players to directly control the dragon from Drew's perspective. In this mode, the perspective will shift to first person, and Drew will be vulnerable to attacks. That is the first paragraph. Do you guys want to take a guess? Um, I honestly have <laughs> no. nothing. Hey, <laughs> I've got think, no idea. I feel like you've got to think outside the if box. If we knew this the one. outside the box on this one, yeah. Mm. So and it's is, is dragon in the title? No. <laughs> okay. All right. No free guesses. No. Got nothing. No. Okay, I got nothing for you, man. Okay, there. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I might just skip the second paragraph because you're not going to guess. I'll go to the third paragraph. The game right. was an action role-playing video game developed by Platinum Games from 2013 until its cancellation in 2017. Oh, oh, my, the mm. game had been scheduled to be released in 2017 for Xbox One, oh, Microsoft Windows. Oh, you what was it with, called? Uh, was yes. it Scalebound? It ah. is Scalebound. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just win? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I I could not tell you anything that happened at Scalebound, but I remember but it being cancelled. Game about <laughs> Dragon yes. Xbox game from Platinum. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn! Oh wow, showed me up. <clears throat> yeah. So what was well, the what was the wait? What was the third game? What was the top? Like what was the trend? We, should I do the the third game just, just quickly? for funsies? Sure, for funsies. Okay, the game is a horror game played from a third person perspective. Players need to make different. De- decisions and select dialogue options when they are interacting with other characters. The narrative adapts to these choices and it's possible for players to keep all playable characters alive as well as having all of them die. Steven? Oh. Yes. Until Dawn? No. Oh, that's what I was going to guess. <laughs> Big loser, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, as the players explore, they find different dark pictures which give the player character premonitions of what may happen in the future. 
the story follows a group of Americans traveling to the South Pacific Ocean for a vacation. Oh, okay, so this is um, Ewan. But is this, uh, is this, <laughs> I need the uh, full title. Um, <laughs> Although it's uh, for fun. It doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> uh, is it like Man of Medan or something like that? That uh, is half the title. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the other half? <laughs> God damn I, it. No, that's okay. What's so, a Medan? Um, what's the other half? Then the ga- the game is inspired by the legend about the SS Orang Medan, a ghost ship that had allegedly become a shipwreck in the Dutch East Indies in the 1940s. The game is the first installment in the Dark Pictures anthology series, and is scheduled to be released for Windows, PS4, and Do Xbox One. Do you need? D- is it Dark Pictures, Madam Medan, or something it like is that? It's Ewan. There okay. you go. <laughs> Ewan. Just um, a three knockout. Now, um, I w- I picked all three of these because. They're all made by developers who have games coming out next week. Okay, I was going to guess that because Remedy's obviously got Control coming out. I didn't. What's, what have Platinum got coming out? Um, Astral, Astral Chain, Chain on Switch. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, of and course. then obviously Dark Pictures. I was doing Until Dawn, but then I thought I'd have some fun and pretend it was Until Dawn, but it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You had Butthead. us fooled. <laughs> we were both going to guess Until Dawn. You had yes. me bamboozled. Well, well done, Ewan. I, I can't know. believe you oh beat Stephen. I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> like, I'd only expect you to beat Shannon. My, <laughs> my gamer cred is back. <laughs> kind of, maybe. Is I it? Mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm finally off one point. I'm on two points now. Um, but Brody and Stephen wow. still still a com- couple of points in front of me. And James still out and dominant, out in seven points. Um he might get a, get an opportunity to extend that lead next week when I take over the hosting duties for What The Wiki. Um, but with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 187 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au. Join the conversation with hashtag the Startcast and visit the site at press.com.au. We've been joined today by Stephen. Yeah, um, you can find me on all the things at Stephen Impson. I've been posting photos of quokkas or i will be very soon on instagram so if you want to want to know what they look like there'll be plenty nice go and check out them quokkas uh we've also been joined today by james hi i'm on um twitter <laughs> as always it's at james <laughs> atjmz i also have three reviews coming up so because you're a crazy person in- no i'm not doesn't know I how remember- to take a holiday <laughs> no remember no it's, it's a holiday. <laughs> I had nothing to do the first week. You should have seen me. I was just like looking at the wall, <laughs> like <laughs> making this. So I had I something saw to you do. Tweet that you were like in need of stuff to do, and I was like, just you just treat yourself to a nice lunch, man. Go and take yourself out. Go I do that like-, like every day. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, that's that's good. Yeah. I'm that's good, man. Uh, sorry, I cut you off though. What were you? You got always, three reviews. No, on I always the way. go out for breakfast as well. So that's oh, the nice. Best. Oh, going out for breakfast. look at that's. That's the that's the retired lifestyle. Just like going oh, to the local it? diner for for breakfast, you know, a cup of coffee and some bacon and eggs, sitting there with the morning paper. Mm, have a cuppa. Sound, have yeah. a cuppa. Watching well, morning news. Nothing delightful. beats going out to breakfast, I reckon. But it's true. Yeah, yeah three reviews. Wonder if you guys can guess which they are, but don't because I'm not allowed to say. Fueled by breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxbury, where I am getting fooled, tricked out like a fool with <laughs> dodgy Nintendo of America fake accounts, leading me to believe. Oh that my god, the, the Xbox, X- Xbox controller! controller? I was so excited. I got so fooled. It was... Yeah. I swear I saw people commenting on there that I trusted and they let me down. Like, it's so feasible, but, like, why do they have to play with us like this? 
I mean, so if rude. you think about it too much, it's like, yeah, it's not so feasible. But with everything that's happening between Switch and Nintendo at the moment, sorry, with uh, Xbox and Nintendo, it's like, well, maybe it could happen. <sighs> Betrayed. Anyhow, we'll catch you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. See ya. Good night. <laughs>